I'm not doing it like this. <laughs> Why not? You with your legs akimbo. <laughs> Ready when you are. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Pottervision podcast. The podcast where every two weeks, myself, Lucas Kirkby, and this gentleman next to me in real life, Tom Lawrenson, we look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books, and we scrutinise every damn syllable. Sometimes nicely. This week we're on episode 107. That's nearly the age of the oldest man, most likely. Ciento y siete. And we're on chapter 12 of The Order of the Phoenix, Professor Umbridge. Keen-eyed and possibly eared listeners might notice that uh, we're together. The boys have been reunited for the first main podcast. The boys are back in town. Yeah? Yeah. Are you enjoying being next to me again? I'm very much enjoying being next to you. We're back like the newsreaders, aren't we? We're oh. together, facing the camera, as normally I have to look straight at you on a screen. This is great. We've, um, Lucas Kirkby's got back here. And when I'm around you, I think I laugh more than I ever do. Oh, that's nice. Um, it's been a good balance, though. It was tough at the second day, because... We were together constantly, but it's been lovely being at Amy and Gregor's house. Yeah. Because we have our own bedrooms here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's very nice because we get our own private time to contemplate and to ruminate. Yeah. But look, we are in just one of the many rooms in this mansion. But let me tell you something. We're staying in. This guy will go to any length to make me laugh. This morning, I knock on his door, he comes out of his bedroom and he's got his underpants on on the wrong way round. <laughs> that was not on purpose. <laughs> what a that prank. a mistake. Isn't that a bit of fun for the lads? Well, I've hurt my knee this morning. I came out of the shower, mm. and uh, I hit my knee on a cupboard handle, and uh, it was bleeding a bit. But luckily... May I take this opportunity to praise and thank my wife, Martina, because she packed me for my trip to the UK a medicine bag. And it's like a little pencil case type thing. But inside there are painkillers, tablets, and there's plasters as well. So I had a plaster ready and waiting to go on my kneecap. Amazing. What a partner she is for you. Absolutely perfect. I've been meaning to ask you a personal question. Oh, yeah. Do you think you may have dyspraxia? (laughs) What do you mean by that? You're a very clumsy man. (laughs) Well, I did fall on the stairs today, didn't I? You fell on the stage, you hurt, on the stairs, you hurt your knee. Yeah. um, Like, yeah, I don't know, you knock things over quite a lot. Yeah. I think I just don't concentrate, like, I don't know if it's because I'm always tired. I've been a little bit poorly the past couple of days, and sometimes my mind's just elsewhere, Mm. and then I lose my balance, or I forget to look where I'm going, or go where I'm looking. As we all know, you do burn the candle at both ends. I think I might give you my full attention. Bloody hell. Don't look down. I, (laughs) yeah, I do, and I can feel a heat... 
coming to either side of my thumb and forefinger as the candle is slowly diminishing to the centre. I think that heat might be when I hit you with the uh, wand last night on the <laughs> Oh, hand. yeah. Uh, it's healed now, but uh, mm. he hit me with the Whomping Willow, i.e. two twigs, and it really bloody hurt my thumb. Mm. Yeah. But can I just say, Tom, mm. you're looking well in the flesh. Am I? You're like a fat bastard at the end of Goldmember. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking lean and mean. We've caught with this new compliment. It's a, back, <laughs> it's a backhanded compliment. When someone's looking well, you say they look like a fat bastard at the end of Goldmember. <laughs> For those of you who've not seen it, at the end of Goldmember, he's lost loads of weight. A character called Fat Bastard. You look like a fat bastard at the end of Goldmember. You call me a fat <laughs> bastard? No, I'm saying you're thin. <laughs> <laughs> it's the world's worst compliment. I love it. You look yeah. like a fat bastard at the end of gold, member. <laughs> hey, but it's lovely to be back in the UK. Uh, I was in the airport. On the oh, we've here. got to watch Austin Powers as a Patreon episode. Oh, yeah, we will. We'll have to set that up. <laughs> we've been doing polls recently. Uh, one of the options has been, like, Fantastic Beasts, in case people want, like, a Wizarding World film. Mm. But so far, that has been beaten by Wallace and Gromit, The Wrong Trousers, and also... Bean. Bean, the ultimate disaster movie. Or just Bean, as we call it in the UK. Or just Bean, as they call it here in the UK. The Pottervision boys are on tour. You can still see us if you want. Um, look on our website for uh, tour dates. Telford, you could come to that. Will this even be out in time? No. Well, we've done Telford by then. I think we will. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Today is Wednesday the 8th. Does that mm. make sense? So 6th, 13th, 20th. We'll have done Telford by then. Ah, well. Hey, hello everyone from Telford. Did you enjoy the show? Have you looked up the podcast? <laughs> Well done for in the past week listening to 106 episodes. We have a loyal listener base, right? Mm. People are very generous towards us. Amy has let us stay in her abode yes. for this tour, which has greatly helped us, which I am eternally grateful for. I don't know how you feel on the matter. Maybe you're ungrateful. I don't know. I don't speak for him. I'm grateful too. He's grateful as well. That's yeah. good to hear. Yeah. But uh, podcast listeners come and see us on tour, and it's a very funny thing, because we try and promote the podcast at the end of the show. We'll go, does anyone listen to the podcast? And you hear the odd person, way, and we'll go, is it any good? And for some reason, it's like they've got this group chat between them. They always reply, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a fantastic advert for those involved. Mm. Hey, but it's lovely to be back in the UK, and I'd like to tell you of a funny incident. It was funny to me that happened in the airport. Why the hell have you been? We've had, we've been driving around with nothing to talk about, and he's been <laughs> hoarding stories. I like to keep them back for the pod. I've been pouring my heart out to, to him, telling him every secret that I've ever held. <laughs> and he's just like, okay. And I'm like, want to share with me, pal? And he goes, nah. No, I've got nada. It's all for the podcast. Well, I'm in the airport and we're waiting at Passport Control. Where they PC. A, PC, as they call it uh, here. Uh, where the, uh, the person, usually looking a bit mean... They look at your passport, don't they? If they like you, they let you through. Oh. If they don't like you, they take a bit more time before letting you through. Yeah. But anyway, we're in the queue, right? And I'm about seventh in the queue. The man in front of me 
decides to tap the shoulder of the man in front of him. Mm. Right. So the man in front of him turns round and he takes ages. He goes like this. <laughs> like that. So he has his finger up and he's smiling. Mm. And the other guy's just staring at him. Right. Mm. And the guy's like, mm. and he goes, you're Charlie Braithwaite. Okay. And this guy goes, no, I'm not. And the other guy goes, never mind. <laughs> but this man was so convinced he knew the guy in front of him that he tapped him on the shoulder and just waited with a grin on his face, <laughs> expecting like recognition <laughs> that never came. And when it didn't come, it's like, never mind then. But his wife was loving it. He's like, hey, hey, your husband's a weirdo. I love that story. Thank you. Are you glad I kept it from you? We, yes. Uh, we had a similar story last night. We were in a Weatherspoons pub restaurant, weren't we? Oh, yeah. You could almost call it a bistro. It was a bistro, right? And me and Lucas were having our tea, our dinner, our evening meal, right? And um, I ordered a curry. I ordered a chicken jalfrezi. They brought me out a beef madras. All right. It could happen to anyone. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's not what I ordered, but all right, then I guess I'll eat it. Um, what kind of service is that? Isn't that fun? <laughs> If you, you just li- if you listen to me do that, I recommend you go and watch the YouTube video for the face I did while I did that voice. It was a lot of fun. We're about 10 minutes in. Anyway. <laughs> a load of students were in this Dundee Weatherspoons, and they had bunched about five tables together so they could all sit together. But in doing so, they'd blocked me and Lucas in. There was no way for us to get out of the place. We were, like, in a corner. And one of them was like staring at me like this. I sat down, he's staring at us. Like that. And I'm like looking right back at him like this. Like that, because, you know, if people are younger than you, it's easier to intimidate them. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he waited. About seven minutes. And to eat, wait until I got my food. He waited until I got my food. My Jalfrezi, my beef madras was in front of me and I was eating it. Cheeks full, he comes over with his phone. With a photograph of me. And he goes, is this you? And I go, no. <laughs> and he leaves me alone. <laughs> hey, but little did he know. It was you. It was it? me. <laughs> but I would have been nicer if he'd not done it while I was eating. Yeah. Also, I would have been nice if he wasn't a drunk student in a group of 20 blocking the uh, <laughs> blocking the walkway. It is a bit inconsiderate. You should always be seeing what people are doing. I remember Dave from The Chase. Mm. No, not The Chase, from Eggheads. Used to go to the uh, Friendship Inn in Fallowfield. And he was sitting in the way of the dartboard. Did he? Yeah, I had to ask him politely to get out of the way. Is that why Dave's blind now? Who's Dave? Dave uh, from Eggheads. Is he, is he blind? Two darts in the eyes, apparently. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it weren't me. I got the bullseye, not the Dave's eye. 
<laughs> so yeah, we've been on tour, haven't we? It's been fun, and we've been making a little tour diary. So any followers of the Patreon, uh, the first part is already out as of recording. We've probably uploaded about three parts by now, each one about 15 minutes, and it's us travelling around, visiting places, getting up to all sorts of japes. Mm, it's um, a fun little thing, isn't it? It is fun, and we were up some beautiful... Like cathedral balcony last night. Singing. Show tunes. Mm. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast, Oliver, the lot. Yeah, lots of fun. But the tour has been going fantastically. Um, I've enjoyed every day uh, enormously. There have been some audience members who have tested my nerve. What, what did he say? Tested my what? Patience. Tested my patience. Um, but otherwise, they've been going bloody amazing. Yeah. Standing ovations. I don't remember that. Someone threw a pair of uh, underwear at you. I don't remember that. Soiled, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Soiled but not moving. It was still. Do you have any still underpants? <laughs> oh, they must have been dried on then. I never understood that why someone would throw their underwear at like a pop star or something. Here you are, Elvis. Here's me knickers. What am I going Oh, yeah. Bloody hell. Um, yeah. What do they think they're going to be doing with them? Carlisle was funny, so we did the Green Room Theatre in Carlisle. Yeah, the West Walls Theatre in Carlisle. Yeah. And I do a little joke in the show where I imply I've got a little prisoner, a little old man in my garage, yeah, that I, I, I'm very stern with Lucas, that I pray that Lucas is not letting him loose. Yeah. And in Carlisle I said, oh, actually I shouldn't have brought that up, considering, and uh and then people in the audience went, oh, because uh, a man, an old man was kept prisoner in Carlisle for a few years. He was old as well. Yeah. Oh, right. Was, <laughs> which is tremendously sad. Yeah. But it's just true, isn't it? I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't have brought that up around here. What are the chances? But uh, yeah. And then I brought that up again in Dundee last night. They weren't a fan of it either, were they? Yeah, stop bringing it up. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do Glasgow tonight and then... <laughs> If you don't work in Glasgow tonight, I'll knock it on the head. I promise you. Yeah, it's like any new joke. A good rule for comedy is to try it out three times before you decide to ditch it. Carlisle, Dundee, and Glasgow. Yeah. Glasgow. Yeah, what's new with you? What's new? I've been with you. Hmm? We're here, we're doing the tour, and uh, yeah, it's good. And tomorrow... We're going to start one of our... We're going to look at some filming locations, aren't we? The Harry Potter book of the films. Sounds like I'm going to have to get up early. Me too. Tomorrow, we're going to... Um, before we go to Newcastle, we're going to visit a couple of other castles. Not the new one. Near Newcastle, uh, where they did all the flying scenes, the Quidditch scenes. As well as, uh, I think, where Hagrid's hut was in the first couple of films. I don't know about you, Lucas, but... I forget who I am when I'm away from all my stuff. So, like, I'm in <laughs> Amy's house now, and I'm like, is this my life now? Is, or do, I just, <laughs> do I just live here forever? I don't really yeah. see the foreseeable future. I'm like, well, I guess this is where I live, out my little backpack. These yeah. are my clothes. 
Uh, my other Pottervision person is in the room next to me. Uh, and we leave every night to do a gig. Then we come yeah. back and we go for a Nando's during the day. It's a nice way to live, isn't it? It's an expe- Well, it's not that expensive. You can eat out as long as you don't have rent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But we sell merch as well. So it normally feels like we're not spending money because we use the merch money on food, don't we? But that doesn't make any common sense. <laughs> That's a stupid way of we, thinking. We generally do think all merch money's free. We're like, <sighs> Even though it's cost us to produce it all. Oh, these, these key rings cost 800 quid to produce and we've made four quid off them tonight. <laughs> Guess we'll have a slap up three course dinner to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, but it's going bloody well. I'm really, it's fun. Like last time uh, when we first did the tour, I'd never booked in a tour of any kind before. So we just kind of took every date that they would give us. But this time it's all bunched together. It's in a good order. Um, and bloody hell, it's fun. Mm. I think next year we should splash out and get a tour bus. We hire a little driver and we sleep on the top deck. Hello, little driver. <laughs> Do you mind giving us a little drive to the next venue? Would you like driving us an hour every day? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want a bus driver. No, that's when we sleep or play rummy. What's rummy? Rummy cub? It's, one of, it's like a card game, isn't it? <laughs> What are you call it? Rummy Club? Rummy Club, that's something. Oh, it's something, isn't it? That's something. What's been your favourite show so far? Oh, there's been a lot. Like, um, I like going to new places because like, nobody there knows the show. So it normally takes mm. like 10, 15 minutes for them to kind of get on board with what's going on. So Carlisle was a bit like that. Dundee was like that. So I enjoyed them. Uh, it was nice being in Dundee. That was a big theatre that we did not fill. Uh, but it was, it was just nice to see lots of mm. seats. But I don't know, like Edinburgh was amazing. Liverpool's like, there's not been a bad one. Liverpool was amazing. I loved Liverpool. It's always good because I had a couple friends in the audience. It was nice that they came along. Uh, they're my friends. How do you mean? I went to school with both of them. <laughs> I invited both of them on me stag weekend. And you only know them through that. Sometimes friends... Uh, migrate. Yeah. Just like people migrate to different countries. Exactly. And who's been left to pick up the pieces? You. Me. Right? Yeah. So Jamie and Clear. Yeah, just, just keep going. Uh, know <laughs> that I am here for you. Yeah. That's good. Lucas is not. No, I'm He's not left you. Now you've got me. I'm looking after you. I'm your little Welsh mole mate. Not nice, is it? <laughs> hey, we had a fun time. Went for a pizza with them two after Liverpool. And, oh. Uh, oh, it was good fun. We both went to Rudy's Pizza in Liverpool. And uh, we, we well, there was four of us. And uh, three of us decided we were going to get the like spicy meaty pizza. It was called like the... Carnaggio or something like that. Carnaggio. So Fear originally said that he was going to be getting a tunery pizza, right? 
La 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 tuna, la 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 tuna, la 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 tuna. So he was originally gonna get that, but then we were ordering, and Jamie, he's like, right, what do you want? Jamie said, I'll have the carnaccio. And he goes, right, what about you? I said, I'll have the carnaccio. And then what about you? Tom said, I'll have the carnaccio. And then the waiter's getting excited. He's just heard three carnaggios in a carnaggi row, right? So he turns to Theo and he goes, oh, and what are you going to order? And me, Tom and Jamie start going, oh. <laughs> and on that, he changed his choice and had a carnaggio as well. Hated it. He didn't like it, <laughs> but when he said it, when he ordered it, we gave him a big cheer. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do things to make a waiter happy. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's giving them a tip. Sometimes it's ordering a fourth fan. What's it called? Carnaggio. Mm. Yeah, we're only five dates in. We've still got 17 more dates left. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're not even a quarter of the way through. We were in Dundee last night, and the chaps, the sound men, and the lighting man, and another man. Hmm. The manager? Yeah, like head of tech or something, head stage of manager. Tech man. Tech man. Were the finest chaps we have ever worked with in our professional career. <laughs> they were just lovely, weren't they? <laughs> no one has ever been so lovely to us. They were fantastic. Okay. What did they do? They. They were gentlemen, they were raconteurs. We heard lots of local uh, Dundee stories. They welcomed us into their theatre. They were so patient and calm with us. They loved the show. In half-time, while Lucas was out selling merch, they took me backstage into the workshop, made me a coffee, and we all swapped stories. Hell, their stories were more interesting than mine. Yeah. But (laughs) it was interesting nonetheless. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, I feel like we've got on with all the uh, the theatre staff. We've got the ones we know at Chorley, at Liverpool. Oh. I like getting to know uh, the, the lady in Carlisle who stood next to me selling raffle tickets. She was nice. Know this, listeners. In Carlisle, um, in Carlisle backstage, they have a photograph of Cliff Richard that you can pray to before you go on. <laughs> Yeah, he's like up against the wall as if like, yeah, he's a symbol of hope. Before you go on, quick, quickly. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Father, under the Son, under the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> hey, there was a really funny lady in uh, Carlisle. So there was a lady with me, and I uh, hope she won't mind me saying this, but she was, uh, she was an elderly lady. And um, another elderly lady walked into the theatre, and the woman near me was like, Bloody hell, I've not seen her for years. And then uh, they kind of had a reunion and a bit of a hug. And she's like, oh, I've not seen you for years. And this old woman was so funny, she pulled funny faces. And she went, hey, hey, I've been in prison. And then she turns and she goes, it was worth it, though, and gave a big cheeky wink. (laughs) (laughs) That's our kind of old broad. If you're a cheeky old broad like that, Get in touch. We want to hang out with you. <laughs> we do. That's my kind of old lady. To Most entertainers to. like the younger woman, not us. We'll take the older woman any day of the week. <laughs> How much older are you talking? 
We're talking late 80s. Come on. (laughs) Bus passing, then some. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Sneak me in, in that weird little trolley you drag around with you. (laughs) Well, Martina and I were thinking of getting one of them. Because uh, when we didn't have a car, it was very annoying going shopping because you'd have to carry big, heavy bags. Mm. So we're thinking about getting one of them old lady trolleys to put your shopping in. Does make sense, doesn't it? It does make, does make a lot of sense. Why don't we all have them? Come on, they don't all have to have tartan patterns. You could have something cool on it, like a Shin Chan or a Dragon Ball Z or, for the Welsh lad, um, a baked potato. I don't know what your definition <laughs> of cool is. But Dragon Ball Z and a baked potato is not on the edge of fashion at the minute. What are you trying to tell me, brother? Oh, Vivian Westwood. Well, she hasn't. She's dead, isn't she? But let's think of, that's the only fashion designer I can think of. Hey, but there's a new fashion range out. It's uh, Yu-Gi-Oh and Beans on Toast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, and the thing is, listeners, he mocks me, but we all know they would be two very popular Designs. It, they would actually. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Baked Potato. Amen. <laughs> now, Tom, are you ready for a chapter rundown of Professor Umbridge? No, I've got more things to say. Bloody Lucas hell. arrived from <laughs> Germany to my house where um, uh, he stayed in my spare bedroom for two days, three days. I don't know how many days it was, it was a few. But it was something. He stayed in bed the whole time. Um, he's a fascinating person who does not follow common sense. He has showers, and instead of hanging the shower out to dry, he folds it up, sopping wet. <laughs> On the towel. Yeah, and he leaves it like that. Mm. I don't know what that boy's thinking. One morning, I'm asleep. I'm here, listening. One one morning, I'm asleep in bed, and I hear a big old crash, and I think to myself, he's pulled down my curtains. Uh, I meet him at breakfast and he goes, I've pulled down your curtains. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was trying to open them to see the daylight and they kind of crashed to the floor. Which I did not think would ever be a problem because you will spend the whole day with the curtains closed with the big light on. So why are we trying to see daylight? Well, I, sometimes I like to see if the world's still the world. That's the most beautiful thing you've ever said. Thank you. <laughs> and I've proposed... <laughs> Not to me. <laughs> no, that's true. What's good about these mics? We've got these new mics, and we can walk away with them. Bloody hell, that's good. Oh, that's not good. Oh, we it? don't like that, do we? See, we've very cleverly decided to record the podcast as the sun's setting. Is that worse? That might be worse. Maybe when you sit down. Yeah, that's yeah. better. Isn't yeah, it? that's lovely. That's lovely. Yeah. Bit brighter. Because if we want to, later on, we could just go and sit on that couch and we wouldn't have to move the equipment. The mic yeah, is be... that much. We'd be far away, though. Yeah, that's true. And you'd miss us, wouldn't you? Yeah, it wouldn't be nice, would it? Too far away. For the audio listener, nothing would have changed. Yeah. <laughs> I encourage all listeners to check out the YouTube, because at the minute we're getting like 40 people watching the video, maybe. Something like that. Something like that, yeah. But, I don't know, what is stopping you watching this as like a film? Like, I know you listen to it on the way to work, but why don't I encourage you to put it on? Hey, you've got kids. Kids, turn Bluey off, turn Peppa Pig off, turn off 
the Gruffalo, turn off Bananas in Pyjamas, turn off Mouse Soup, we're watching the Potter Vision podcast. Yeah, but you're saying that, but a lot of people listen at, like on the drive-in or while they're working, they listen to the podcast. Watch and drive. Watch you and can, drive. You can load up YouTube on your phone, you could put it where your uh, speedometer is, and then you could watch and drive. Yeah. That's probably legal. You're not allowed to text and drive, but they yeah. say nothing about Potter Vision podcasting and driving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's up to you. Yeah. But you know, most episodes are over an hour. Come on, watch a feature-length <laughs> movie. Watch a yeah. hundred of them. It's the Potter Vision Podcast. Now, care to give me a rundown? I care to <laughs> give you a rundown, yes. It's Professor Umbridge. Well, it's the first day of lessons and, oh, it's boring. Hmm. They've got history of magic, they've got potions, they've got divination, and they've got defense against the dark arts, right? Hmm. Divination's boring, history of magic's boring, Snape's being mean in potions. He's picking on Harry again, and Harry's getting a bit peed off, if you don't mind me, alluding to a swear word. Yeah, yeah, brother. Next thing, they're in defence against the dark arts, and it's Professor Umbridge in a pink cardi. And she is explaining to the children that uh, this year, for defence against the dark arts... They will be doing theoretical learning only, and they will not actually be performing any of the spells until they're in an exam situation. Mm. They won't be able to practice. Scooby-Doo. Where are you? So they get pissed off the class. They're in outrage. There's an outcry. They're like, bloody hell, what's all this? Harry in particular is vocal. And she's like, Harry, shut up. You're never going to need a defensive spell. And he's like, oh, what about Cedric? What about me? What about Voldemort? Mm. So she sends him to McGonagall, where he's got a piece of paper saying he's got detention. But McGonagall is on Harry's side. She's like, look, Umbridge is bad news, brother. Leave him alone, because the boy's bad news. I want you so hard. I want you so good. Go on. Thank you. And she offers him not one but two biscuits and sends him on his way. Mm. That was chapter 12, Professor Umbridge. Amazing. Amazing chapter. What a chapter. What a chapter. Quel chapter. Because that light is like a white light. It'll act just like the box light I've got in my bedroom and the one you've got. Oh, yeah. So if I put the phone on the piano and we can sit by the doors, it'll look a lot better. Hey, that sounds fantastic. Fantastic. I'll just keep rolling. Oh, it's like fat bastard at the end of Goldmember. You're, you're just like fat bastard at the end of Goldmember, aren't you? Hey. <laughs> what a chapter. <laughs> hey. We're here. We're together. Don't. <laughs> hey, that's good. I'm surprised you touching something then. <laughs> you made that happen. No, I didn't. Hey. Right. Tension is in the bedroom. Luckily, they can close the curtains around their four poster beds. Seamus and Harry had a bit of an argument last night because Harry is the reason that uh, Seamus's mother didn't want him to come back to Hogwarts. Imagine sharing a bedroom with someone who did not believe you. Because to, be- yeah. to not believe someone when someone said, I saw Lord Voldemort in front of my very eyes yeah. murder a boy from this school, to not believe them is such an insulting thing. 
Yeah. Well, especially when it's just based on what your mummy says. Mm, yeah, I completely agree. Your mummy would be. But don't worry, because Seamus dressed at top speed. I want to see that in the movies. <laughs> I don't want to see him dress whatsoever. <laughs> How fast is he doing this? Because <laughs> in my experience doing quick changes in shows and stuff, the quicker you try and go, the more you rush... The slower you end up being, you just got to be relaxed and do it at a leisurely pace. He's probably doing it Wallace and Gromit style, a la wrong trousers, falling through the ceiling into his trousers with a dog making his breakfast. Yum, yum. I would love that. Seamus Finnegan, yeah? Slipping into his jammies. Mm. Fred and George are offering out clinical trials. <laughs> Yeah, this is not just a cheeky prank. <laughs> They're known for like their cheeky pranks. Ooh, they make you have boils on your head. No, no, no. This is child experimentation. <laughs> this is child labour. They're trying to get away with it. Fred, George, may I be may I be frank? You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> I know. Why are they... And as well, if you're going to commit these awful atrocities, don't stick an advert on the wall. Mm-hmm. You need to, like, secretly select vulnerable children. <laughs> awful well, That's what they're say. doing. Yeah. No, what what are they... You know, they're not going to be getting the, the best and the brightest, are they? They're going to be getting people <laughs> who want a bit of extra money, who want to be accepted. Poor kids. Yeah. Um, Fred and George are going... On about how hard fifth year is to Harry, Ron, and, well, Hermione. Yeah. Um, They were saying how hard it is, and they said, we managed to keep our peckers up somehow. Yeah. Did you read that? (laughs) Yeah, have you never heard that before? I didn't realise that erectile dysfunction was an issue in high schoolers. Your peckers, not your penis. Your peckers, your head, what you peck with. Keep your pecker up. Your head up high like that. Oh, yeah. Because as we all remember, in Austin Powers, at the end, when they're going through all the uh, slang terms for penis, Wang, Johnson, Tallywhacker, when it gets to Pecker, everyone goes, oh, that's not one. That's your head. <laughs> that's your head. What's... Come on. You missed a trick there, Austin Powers, sliding that one in. Yeah. A Pecker is your head or your beak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I can't believe they're only, like, just discussing this now. Like, I remember in school, teachers would be talking about your GCSEs from, like, year seven onwards. Oh, if you don't do well in your GCSEs, you won't be the co-host of a Pottervision podcast. (laughs) I did okay, and I'm a co-host of a Pottervision podcast. He did great, and he's a co-host of a Pottervision podcast. You never know how it's going to go. Yeah, they're right. I know, yeah, but like in year seven, they're like, oh, your GCSEs will be starting in a couple of years. In year nine, they'd start prepping you for it, and then you've got mm. two years of study. Here, it's like the first day of fifth year, the year they're doing them. And Harry, Ron, and Hermione, actually, are like, oh, yeah, I wonder what all these owls are like and what we have to do for mm. Like, you should have had the syllabus, the exam specifications, months ago. I've got to say, I think The Order of the Phoenix is one of the worst Harry Potter book titles. Yeah. 
What should this one be called instead? So we've got Philosopher's Stone. That's, yeah. that's shit as well. Yeah. Chamber. They're lucky they got off the ground with Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. Chamber of Secrets. Fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban. It's got Zs in it. It's got Ks in it. It's got yeah. an noise in it. Prisoner as well. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. The Goblets of Fire. Oof. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Half-blood Prince. Prince. Blood. Half. Yeah. Deathly. Hallowed be thy name. Amazing. The Order. What? Of the... What? Phoenix. Hmm. Phoenix. Yeah. They should have called it Harry Potter and the Talons of the Phoenix. Hey, that's better. Yeah, because Order's just like a group, isn't it? It's like being like Harry Potter and the Pheasant Club. Mm. Where's the danger in that? There's mm. no secrets. There's no prisoner. There's no deathly. There's no blood. It's mad that Harry, Ron, still roll their eyes at Hermione's passion for spew. You see, they were talking about jobs going on that say, oh, I want to do a worthwhile job to be an aura. And then Hermione was like, oh, I think I want to do something else worthwhile. And they're like, aura is worthwhile. Mm. Well, yeah, do you know what else is worthwhile? The liberation of a sentient creature. Yeah. I agree. And they're like, oh, Hermione, as if she's being insane. What? Well, I know, but, like, I'm surprised she hasn't had much success with Spew. Like, she doesn't seem to be getting much traction with it. She's been at it for about... It's the name. Two years. It is the name. Spew means sick. Yeah. I'm calling it sick. You should call it um, the club understanding the needs of tortured elves. Yeah. Cunty. Uh, wasn't there... <laughs> <laughs> well, weren't there a thing called the House Elf Liberation Front? That was health, which sounds better. Does it change? It's like help and elf together. Does it change at some point? No. So, did you have a good summer, Cho Chang? Two months off, morning my boyfriend, Cedric Diggory. Yes, it was lovely, thank you. <laughs> I had a lovely summer, Harry Potter. Oh, it's so nice having your boyfriend be murdered. It's horrible, isn't it? <laughs> Harry, have a bit of tact. And then Do Ron you? comes in. Ron comes up as a Cho Chang because she's wearing a... Uh, what what uh, badge is she wearing? I don't know, some football team. Like Rangers or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. I hope and it's it, not coming up in the quiz. And he goes, oh, you cow... Yeah. How dare you wear that badge? Are you even a fan? And she's like, yeah. Bloody hell. Be a bit nicer to her. Everyone be a bit nicer to everyone. Be a bit nicer to Harry. He's yeah. witnessed... How many deaths? One. Well, he killed someone in first year. Two then. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe more. Yeah, maybe more that we, we've not heard about in the books. Um, Was there any deaths in third year? No. Yeah, you're right. But there will be more to come. Let's say that, shall we? Yeah? Nobody's safe. Um, I don't know what, like, in this chapter, I don't know if J.K. Rowling was using a thesaurus, but mm. I had to look up loads of bloody words in this chapter that I didn't understand. It and why. It and why. 
We also had soporific, mm-hmm. mollifying, yes. and temerity. Right. Oh, bloody hell. We've gone up a gear in terms of the vocabulary used. Mm. But uh, it's good, isn't it? Learning. It's fantastic learning. It's nice to be back in lessons. Yeah. It feels like we spent so much of the first 10 chapters cleaning a house and, it's, <laughs> and yeah. so much of the previous book being in a uh, tri-wizard tournament. Yeah. So it's nice to be back in lessons. And even though he's not getting along with Snape because he doesn't read properly, Harry, he's like myself, he doesn't take the time to read the instructions. Yeah. He learns by doing, getting out there, memorizing by doing, not looking at words. If you like me, a big, healthy jock, you hate words. I hate reading. <laughs> when someone picks up a book in front of me, it's insulting. You're doing a rude thing that yeah. you might as well be masturbating in front of me. It's a very self-indulgent thing. Put and that I... thing down. <laughs> you do that in private. That's for you alone. And you don't tell people that you've done it either, right? You keep that under your heart. None of this meeting up every week and mm. saying what yours was like. <laughs> yeah, book clubs. <laughs> don't want to be hearing anything like that. Mm. <laughs> well, we've put, <laughs> we've put in a new joke in Pottervision uh, that has ended up being ruder than we thought because an audience was laughing at it. Oh, so we do a joke about, uh, it's the flying lesson, right? And uh, it's about when they say up and it comes up. So it's like, right, learn how to fly. You have to put your hand waist high and see if you can get it up. Mm. So that's the joke. Right? But then there's a bit of innocent narration that I say afterwards. <laughs> but people were laughing at it. So I've obviously made a joke about getting it up. Mm. And then I go, well, Neville got carried away and ended up spraining his wrist. And they started laughing. I was like, oh, yeah, because that could be connected to what I've just said. It's very funny. So if you'd like to see that and more (laughs) on tour... Not just that, more. Come and join the Pottervision boys. Last night, I gave it the same energy I'm giving it today. And I've never been better received. Oh, they loved you for it. They really did. Finally, a guy who's not giving much energy. Down (laughs) to earth. It's what we like in Dundee. We go into Professor Umbridge's lesson. Bloody hell. Yeah. And she's right. Like so much of this, she's wrong in many aspects because you can't deny children an education because you're leading them vulnerable for attack by dark wizards, dark arts, um, evil people in general. Uh But she comes in and she goes, hello, year tens, is it? In our money, yeah, year 10s. Hello, year 10s. Two people go, good morning, Miss Umbridge. Yeah. And she goes, well, that's not good. Everyone say good morning to me. And they're like, good morning, Miss Umbridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you should say, you don't know anything about this woman. How, she was, Harry's seen her at that trial, but the rest of you haven't. The rest of you don't know that she's like potentially evil. So you got to treat people positively the first time you mean because how else do you expect for them to treat you nice if you go in and nasty with them 100% and like so far at the beginning of the lesson I feel like she's doing everything really well she's got clear standards fair standards that she's setting out mm. she's explained all the learning objectives the first instruction she has to give is like right one's away who's coming into the lesson with them cocked and loaded coming in like that 
<laughs> Ready to stun you. I've had it once away for this lesson. We're doing theory. <laughs> Coming into PE with a tennis racket like that. You've not even got any kit yet. Just had a thought. Have you? Wands are the phones of the olden days, aren't they? Wands are the phones of the olden days. We are the new wizards with our mobile phones. Yeah. I can get you anything using my phone. Would you like some peri-peri chicken? It's 20 minutes away. Yeah. Would you like me to solve a multiplication sum? I can. A what sum? Math sum. A math sum, yeah. A multiplication sum. <laughs> We all want them solved. Would you like me to Google when Fred Elliott stops being in Coronation Street? I can. I'm going to guess 2007. Fortunately for me and you, we have a no phone rule on the podcast. Do we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we have a no phone rule. Yeah? Apart from the one we're filming on. Uh, well, um, I've got a ban in school. Kids are obsessed with Pokemon cards at the minute. What? Pokemon cards. Am I in 1999? What is happening? I know. Elaborate. And in lessons... <laughs> and in lessons, they'll... Sometimes they'll have them under the desk and they'll be looking at them in a lesson and have to tell them off. And they cause arguments as well. Like, oh, he's got my card and he won't give this card back. You said it was a present. Yeah, well, it's not. Oh, they're making me stressed. So uh, they, they've been banned now in the school because they cause uh, unrest and unrule. Mm. Yeah, it's got to be stamped out. <laughs> Why are none of the children replying to Presser Umbridge? She'll say, "Do you have the book?" Yada yada yada. Yeah, and oh, they just stare at her blankly. <laughs> she goes. You need to give me a yes or no. Yeah. And they go, yes, me some bridge. Right. So far, class. Yeah. She's done that wrong. No, exactly. Hermione puts her hand up for an excessive amount of time. Yeah. To ask a question. She doesn't even give it <clears throat> or an excuse me. Yeah. She gives waste half the lesson with a hand up. Yeah. Weird. Very weird. Yeah. Because least it, calls, call a name or something. Because you can say, excuse me. Yeah. Ex excuse me. Definitely. That's politeness. If we're going to go for three politeness, excuse me. May excuse I ask, me. May I ask a question? Do you yeah. have a question about work? No, it's, uh, yeah, in a way, it's about the uh, three rules you've just written on the board. Yeah. The rules are standard. Okay, when are we going to be learning the magic? You don't need to practice. You can do it in the exam. I say that these children don't have much confidence in themselves, right? No. If they love reading so much, they can memorize how to do a spell and then practice with a stick and in yeah. the exam, just do it perfectly. Yeah. What's the issue? Well, that's where I have gumption because they should be practicing. They should be practical, shouldn't they? Yeah? Imagine no practicals in our school. Mm. Woodwork. Cooking. Mm. Imagine that. You just have to read about a lasagna. And then on the day of assessment, you have to make a lasagna. Mm. You've never practiced before. Professor Rumbridge spends a bit of time um, going through the previous Defence Against the Dark Arts teachers oh, who yeah. have been bad, right? Slagging them off. Taught them nothing, been dangerous with them. 
um, practice spells on them. Yeah. It's so funny about Barty Crouch Jr. I think it was it Dean Thomas was like, yeah, he ta- <laughs> yeah, he might have taught practice his spells on us, but he did teach us loads. <laughs> what, true. what a great teacher, right? I was, I've been brought in to kill Harry Potter, but that is no reason I cannot be the best teacher I can be. It's fantastic. Like, what better way to learn defense against the dark arts than having a dark wizard do dark spells on you? I can't think of a better way, can you? No. I remember once in school we had an ex-con, an ex-prisoner come to talk to us. About what, paedophiles? About, like, drugs and stuff. <laughs> about paedophiles. About um, drugs, and he got you all high, did he? Yeah, he did. He gave us all a little bit of sniff. He put a bump in your belly button and he had Brutus sniff it out, does he? Exactly. And after we'd all calmed down, he said, right, wasn't that bad? And we said, yeah. And he said, right, don't do it again. Mm. And he left. It made me laugh, because um, this has happened before in these books. Earlier on when they're having <coughs> dinner, right? Ron says something, because like Hermione's on about Snape, and Harry's like, oh, I don't trust Snape. Mm. And Ron goes, poisonous toadstools mm. don't change their spots, mm-hmm. said Ron sagely. Mm, so sage. 99% of the time, he's portrayed as a goof, as a gimp, as a pleb. You don't know what he's talking about. And every now and then he comes, he's a sage. Or Ron said, wisely. Because mm. he comes out with these, like, fortune cookie idioms. Mm. Poisonous toadstool never changes its spots. Yeah? <laughs> don't count all your dragons before they've hatched. Mm. I think, yeah, they'd be like, um, guys, I'm having to have, begin to have second thoughts about Malfoy because he's been raised in a very unusual environment. Like, I think if we give him a chance, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe he might, you know, might not be as evil as we think. Ah, if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? What? <laughs> Said Ron sagely. <laughs> it's not a sage to just say a thing. A and also, Ron, also, Ron, you missed a bit of that saying out. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> no one is there to hear it fall. Harry starts to have a spat with Professor Umbridge, right? Oh, yeah. Voldemort killed Cedric Diggory, and you know it. Yeah. Does she know it? She won't know. She, well, yeah, I don't think she knows. Harry Potter was there. Wormtail was there. A couple of ghosts and ghoulies were there. Yeah. But where are they to tell the tale? Mm. Where are Harry's ghoulies to tell the tale? Mm. She gives Harry a note to take to Professor McGonagall. Yeah. McGonagall. Um, the note says, Harry... Basically everything Harry did, he shouted in class. He said that Cedric Diggory is killed by Lord Voldemort. Where's the lie? Where's the lie? She gives him a load of biscuits to fatten the boy up, give him a bit of sugar. Who knows? And she says, you will have to complete these detentions for Professor Umbridge is, for lack of a better word, a teacher. Yeah. Hey, but you've missed a bit out. I've not. You have. I've not. Who does he bump into on the way to seeing Professor McGonagall? Nobody. He does. He bumps into... <laughs> it's Peevesy Weevesy. <laughs> Potty Wee Potter. Peeves the cunt. 
I've become immune to the word now. <laughs> so I may do as many Peeves impressions as I please. Okay. <laughs> how many, how many disobedient teenage boys out of five are you giving this chapter? For one reason or another, I really enjoy the chapters where we're in lessons. Do you? Yeah. We had potions, we had history of magic, we had divination, mm. and we had Dada, defense against the dark arts. Not us, arts. Mm. All right? I like them. It's like learning, isn't it? Mm. And uh, we get to see, not completely but we get mm. to see how horrible umbridge is and the fact that she always does it with a simpering smile is mm. very unsettling uh i loved seeing this side of mcgonagall where she's kind of on harry's side that's a, a nice little glimpse mm. at the lady she is uh, and we're kind of just setting things up again aren't we it's fantastic i am gonna give this yeah i really bloody enjoyed it five misbehaving little boys out of five now for me this chapter was dull i did not like anyone's attitude everyone was naughty no one was given any respect to any teachers read what's on the board harry if you want snape to have any respect for you follow the instructions properly be nice to one another don't be walking around upset all the time professor umbridge we've got no reason to hate her yet show her some respect why are you all going in with attitude you don't know her yeah all right for that reason i give this chapter one badly behaved boy out of five fantastic now i will give you this week's edition of quiz. Oh! Quiz, quizzy key, quiz, quizzy key, quiz, 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 crew. Gonna Can ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, quizzy key, quiz, quizzy key, quiz, 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 quiz. Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas. I'll ask you the question three. Question one Who was made captain of the Gryffindor Quidditch team? Angelina Johnson. Correct. Question two What does Fred say? Hmm? What does Fred say? What does Fred say will be rubbed red raw? <laughs> rubbed red raw. Um, oof, rubbed red raw. Um, oh my god. Oh, um, their noses to the grindstone. Correct. Yes. Question three. What game did Harry and Ron play on their parchment? Hangman. Correct. Question four. What potion did they brew? The draft of peace. Correct. Oh, my God. When was the last time I won the quiz? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably been about a year. And question, okay, one more. Here we go. And question five. How many words in total were written in this chapter? You are kidding. Is that a joke? No, what is it? What is <laughs> That's the question. Five? That's the question. Yeah. Bastard at the end of gold member. Um, do I have to have it exact? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. 
Right, let me let me actually try and make a decent guess because if I guess this, it's incredible. <laughs> um, right, there was about twenty-five pages. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to guess that each page has about three hundred words. Um, so twenty-five times three hundred. It's. Um, all right, I'm going to go with 8,756. No, 6,412. Question six. Hey! What saying did Ron say sagely to describe Snape? <laughs> A poisonous toadstool never changes its spots. Very good, but unfortunately, you've lost the quiz. Now it's time for the nation's second. I've been cheated. Please complain. Please write letters of complaint. To the ombudsman. To the ombudsman, yeah. Get in touch with Ofcom and complain about this because I feel like I should have won the quiz this week. I answered five questions correctly. Um, right, it is now time for the nation's second favourite segment. It's Hedwig's Droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Droppings. What's in a beak this week? Well, we've had a five-star review, maybe two. Uh, no, we've had one. So this is a five-star review, and it's from Jack to the Bartlett. So Jack says, I've started listening to the podcast after seeing Tom's stand-up show in November, and I absolutely love it. I have an hour commute into work, and listening to this podcast has turned the drive into the most enjoyable part of my day. Mm. Lovely. Thank you so much, Jack. And I believe, because I've got a... in- information that I think Jack uh, is coming to see us in Manchester. That's nice. That's a name I recognise. Nice to have you on board, Jack. Lovely to see you. Now we have a few babies. Now, Tom, we might actually be able to catch up today. Okay. Because we've got six left on our list. Okay. Do you want to do all six? Yeah, sure. <laughs> all right. The first patron we need to welcome is a baby Draco. Wow. Oh, it's Rebecca Louise. Rebecca Louise, you have been taken to the theatre. A baby at the theatre. Bad parenting. <laughs> what is on show? Pottervision. The Pottervision boys are on stage. We need someone to help us during the show. The requirements are they are an adult. <laughs> <laughs> they can speak. They are fluent in English. They have good vision. um, And they're okay with being brought up. Unfortunately, Lucas Lucas Kirk picks you to be the volunteer (laughs) for the show. You're brought on stage. I am the sorting hat. I place my head above yours. Read your mind and rejoice for you are good in your heart. I throw you into the air. 
the whole theatre gasps because I should not have done that. You don't throw a newborn baby into the air <laughs> that doesn't belong to you. Nay, you don't throw any newborn baby into the air. It is dangerous. I throw you into the air, catch you with great delight, and lovely. Um, <laughs> did I tell you once that I considered bringing a baby on stage for Pottervision? No. But then I didn't ask you because I knew you'd say no. Okay. Yeah, just so you know that. Hey, but who, who did I get up by accident at Chorley? A Ukrainian refugee. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the UK. Uh, here's a man in a mask sitting on your head, uh, putting you in a house. Mm. Right, next, we've got a baby Harry... And it's Grant Lloyd. Grant Lloyd, you are a baby. <sighs> you are playing gleefully in your back garden. And what is all around your garden? Little hills of mud. You go to investigate and you find they are mole hills. Oh. Move your hand about them and then you fall in. <laughs> You've been taken into the underground chamber of moles. You go, curious little thing that you are, uh, crawling through the mole chamber. And you get to the mole kingdom at the centre <laughs> of this, uh, I don't know, lawn. The mole king is there. Not you. No, I'm the mole man. <laughs> I'm not the mole king. I'm the mole man. Um, the mole king is there. Putting his orders on his mole disciples. Ooh. Right, mole man was bitten by a mole. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as they're all getting their orders for like total, uh, I don't know, domination of the local neighbourhood and area, um, they spot you and think you a spy. You try and escape, but unfortunately, the moles are at their home territory. They catch you and they tie you up. Right, you begin to cry. I hear your cry. I am a bin man. <laughs> I start digging with the bin under the earth. Right? I find myself in the centre of the mole kingdom. All the moles around me looking up at me. The mole king is staring furious at me because I am ten times the size of a mole. Right? It's not a brag, it's just a fact. I see you tied up and I get furious. I take out my magnum and I start shooting moles. Mole King tries to escape. <laughs> Dead. <laughs> I set fire to the vines that are holding you like uh, <laughs> tied up and you fall into my hands. I climb out of the Mole Kingdom present you to the sky and say, Lovely, there you go, Grant Lloyd. <laughs> now we've got another baby, Harry, and it's Chloe Wilkins. Chloe, you are a baby that has um, fallen into the innards of a piano that was being tuned. Oh. So imagine all the strings in there. You're in there now. 
a cat has sat <laughs> at the piano and is playing with the keys as you run about to try and avoid it because them little hammers are coming down to hurt you. You're trying to escape that. I walk in, I see what this cat is doing, and I slam the uh, thing down <laughs> on its fingers. The, this scares me. The cat screams like a man. <laughs> right? I'm reaching the piano, take you out, and mwah, 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 mwah. you are safe. I have the cat put down. There you are, Chloe Wilkins. We've got another baby, Harry, and it's Phoebe McIntyre. Phoebe McIntyre. <laughs> um, you... Go to bed one night, Phoebe McIntyre, as a baby with a braid of an adult, and you wish <laughs> that your parents, well, you wish your whole family would disappear. Oh. The next day, they go on holiday without you, and you think your wish has come true. <sighs> Unfortunately, you're a baby. Mm. Uh, so you can't really be left home alone that long. I am a burglar. I break into your house and I notice a baby has been left home alone. Instead of wanting to bite your fingers off or bash your head in with a skull, with a bash your skull in with a, an iron, I decide to give you a baby's bottle of breast milk that I find in the fridge and take you to the hospital. Before I leave you in a basket outside, I give you one of these. Isn't that nice? That's lovely, Phoebe. And we've got a baby, Ron. And it's Abby Clayton. Abby. You have been taking your family uh, to a uh, funeral service. Mm. Um, because... That's not like it. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder... Because they, they're there to inquire about uh, the old package. Mm. You wander away as a baby and find yourself face to face with a cadaver. Oof. The cadaver is me. Oh. I've been pretending to be dead, but I'm not. Oh. I open my eyes, see a newborn baby, and... <laughs> the casket closed. It's closed, and I'm pushed into an oven. Jesus Christ. And finally, we've got a baby Harry, and their name on Patreon is Hagrid's Taint. Hag oh, I don't want to kiss Hagrid's taint. <laughs> Maybe that's why they named themselves that. And what, what, what's here with they? Baby Harry. Okay. Come on, give it a kiss. Hagrid's <laughs> taint. Um, you are sunbathing <laughs> by Hogwarts Lake. <laughs> that Hogwarts octopus has reached its uh, tentacle out of the water and is strumming itself upon your taint. I see the whole thing from the castle, but it takes me a long time to get there. I'm running. I'm panting. <laughs> Finally get to the octopus's tentacle and I slice it off with a knife. I flip you over. <laughs> Because you are Hagrid, and I present upon your face five of these. There you go. Thank you very much, Hagrid's Taint. And, uh, well, we're finally up to date with our new patrons, so if you enjoy Tom's 
unsettling stories that lead to kissing a baby. Uh, you're going to have to support us, aren't you? Patreon.com slash Pottervision. There's so much, there's like nearly 50 bonus episodes on there. There's merchandise that we send you. Mm. Uh, and yeah, we're doing these tour diaries as well, so you can see what we've been getting up to on the tour. There's all sorts on there. I think I've forgotten about loads of stuff that's on there. There's loads of goodies. Come and join for a bit. It's a laugh. Help support the boys. We've got a Discord as well, haven't we, where we can have a chat. Uh, sometimes we do live streaming podcast records. We're going to do more of them this year. If you want to get the kisses, you want to get the bonus episodes. I think the bonus episodes are getting better because we keep doing things that me and you are more interested in. Yeah. For a while, we did them Harry Potter expansion books. Uh, but yeah, we need to do another poll because we're getting confused because some people are saying ditch Harry Potter completely, <laughs> be the Potter Vision podcast, but just talk about whatever. Yeah. Some people are saying, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. We need to know what you think. Let us know. But yeah, but yeah, you have a lot of sway on what we do. So by joining the Patreon, you can suggest episodes or vote episodes. Uh, yeah, so that was Hedwig's Droppings. This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you so much to everybody for listening. Uh, we've still got a couple of weeks left on the tour by the time this is released. Uh, so we've got uh, Belfast on the 25th of February. Then we are off down south. We're in London, Southampton, Brighton. Then we're off to Wales. We're in Swansea, Hollyhead and Denby. Uh, so we've got a load more dates left. And so we would love to see you on those final few dates of this year's tour. Um, yeah, I think that's everything we've got to advertise at the minute. But otherwise, you have been... A lovely baby kissing Tom Lawrence. And you have been a teal jumper wearing Lucas Kirkby. Next time, episode 108, chapter 13 of book 5, Detention with Dolores. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Potter Vision Podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Potter Vision.